Hey y'all, this is the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Wells, MD. Listen in each week, and I'll share what I've learned from science and scriptures that encourage you and how to choose healthy habits so that you can lose extra weight and improve your health while cultivating joy. Be sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now let's dive into this week's topic. Hello and welcome back. I hope that everyone is having a great week. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the low-hanging fruit, the things that are the big shifts that will make the biggest difference in our health this year. And a lot of times we could get distracted by um, little things that are maybe tweaks and additions, but if we focus on these kind of foundational um, areas to work on, if we focus on these low-hanging fruit of changes to make, instead of focusing on lots of little tweaks and maybe hacks and things we hear about, if we really focus our energy on these sorts of things that I'm going to talk about today, they are going to give us the biggest bang for our buck, okay, in terms of return on the time, energy, um, change investment that we make. So, what am I talking about? Well, first, just making a shift in your mind in general of the types of foods you eat, in general, shifting away from processed foods towards whole foods. Okay. So just moving away from anything processed toward something that has not really been through a factory. When you're choosing whole foods um, that are less processed, that have not been um, changed and added to, um, you're going to end up with foods that you can know are in their natural state and they haven't had things that you don't know what they are added to them that can increase inflammation. Processed foods are full of preservatives um, in all forms. Many of them are forms of sugar and those things can cause your blood sugar to spike. They can cause then your insulin levels to stay too high. You can develop insulin resistance. Um, the less processed foods you have on in your regular diet, the better that's going to be for you. So just a general shift away from processed items towards whole foods is going to be a major low-hanging fruit. And this can look a little different for everyone based on where you want to start. If you're starting from you always eat processed foods all the time, just choosing one one meal a day at first to kind of shift in this direction. Um, If you have some things that you just can't seem to stop eating that are processed, really thinking about what you can substitute that gives you a similar enjoyment level that also isn't processed, you know, finding something that um, you can enjoy that um, will help you move away from processed foods. So number two, shifting the volumes of how much you're eating. Um, if you are someone who is not eating, listening to your hunger, if you're eating because you're calculating it on an app and it tells you you have room to eat more, but you're not hungry, maybe take a step back and think about, um, whether that's the best path or not. Um, you know, I think that, you know, in the past, I, you know, I have used calorie counting or 
macro counting apps many, many times. And that has been super helpful as a tool to show me and to help me learn, you know, what maybe a normal serving size should look like. Um, that's helped me understand, you know, what I need in a day that, um, maybe if I, if I, in the past when I never listened to hunger, I really didn't know where to start sometimes. I was so not used to listening to my hunger that it was hard to gauge serving sizes um, when I started out. So you might be in a place where it's helpful to you and that's, you know, you know yourself and what you need. Um, if counting calories or counting macros is where you're at right now and that seems to be helping you, then that is great. But really dial in listening to your hunger and learn to shift toward that and watching out that you're not eating when you're not hungry and learning to dial back volume to where you're just getting what you need to not be hungry and focusing on volume and shifting volume of regardless of what you're eating to, you know, even if you're, if you're eating, hopefully you're moving toward less processed foods, but even if you're not just really dialing into, are you really overeating and not realizing it and looking at those volumes carefully? Um, a lot of times um, we in our culture have so embraced comfort eating that we may not realize that we're eating for, for emotional comfort and not for physical hunger. So that's, you know, one of the main things you're going to want to be watching for. Um, and getting consistent at eating less overall is going to be just a huge benefit. Um, and this will entail making some strategic changes to how you approach your meals. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can remember to eat less, um, but just focusing on how you can do that and what works best for you in your days. Um, another shift you're going to make aside from volumes is shifting why you're eating. Really thinking about that you're eating for your um your body's functions, your hunger, you're eating so that you can give your muscles the protein they need to, to move to work, um, so that you can give your body the nutrients it needs to carry on its functions, really shifting the why away from any reasons that are not for the design of your body. If you're eating out of desire, when it's not good for the design of your body, that is really going to short circuit your progress. So dialing into why you're eating every time you're eating, asking yourself, am I hungry? Why am I eating this? And just taking a minute to think, is this why I want to eat? And you may find that you're eating for reasons that you don't want to be eating for. And there might be something better you can do to meet your needs other than eat. So that's the third thing is to consider why you're eating. Um, and then, you know, a number. the next thing I would say number four would be spread out your eating occasions to achieve longer stretches of lower insulin between your eating occasions. So if you're somebody that's constantly eating, if you're eating snacks during the day, looking at where you can shift away from snacking to eating three meals. Um, and that's going to help you have fewer glucose spikes, fewer surges of insulin. And remember, it's only when your insulin is lower that you're going to be able to, um, to really um, access those stored fat to burn off for energy. If your insulin is high because you're eating all the time, um, even if you're eating maybe healthy foods, your insulin may bump up at those snack times and it may never have a chance to get low enough for your body to access the stored fat. So just decreasing the frequency 
of the eating occasions is going to do something beneficial here. The next thing that's a huge, big hanging, low hanging fruit that's going to make a big difference is just getting plenty of sleep, Uh, getting a lot of good sleep. If that's not something you're prioritizing it, that is a low hanging fruit. It is one of the, it's, it's free. Okay. It does cost time. So time is a commodity you have, but the investment of your time into sleep is going to have massive paybacks in your health. So prioritizing that is a low hanging fruit. Um, and it's, it's, it's just one of the basic things you can do to benefit all the other things you're doing. So if that foundation isn't there, you're going to not see the progress you want to see. Um, and then next, looking at the exercise you're getting in as being for your brain, for your mental health, and for just your overall fitness, not for weight loss. So you're going to want to shift the way you think to about exercise to thinking, I'm doing this for stress relief, or I'm doing this for the the thought and brain cogn- cognition benefits that it brings. Um, I'm doing this exercise for the mortality and the health benefits and the decrease in disease that it brings me. Exercise is like a pill you can take that's like a cross between between Prozac and Ritalin, okay? It can give you focus. It can give you an uh, a feeling of, of almost an antidepressive effect. Um, it can give you, it's like taking a blood pressure medication in terms of what it does long-term for blood pressure. Um, it's preventative for so many diseases. You almost have to think of exercise like a magic pill that you take every day and that it really brings you more benefits than a whole lot of pills put together. So think of it as something you can't miss. You need to exercise regularly to see the benefits um, medicinally from exercise. So I'm not telling you to quit taking your meds. If you're on meds prescribed by a doctor, I'm just telling you that if you're not exercising regularly, you're missing out on a really wonderful um, benefit to your health. And if you can think about exercise in that way and not think of it as something that you're doing for weight loss, you're really going to see a lot more success because exercise isn't about weight loss. Exercise is about all these other things it does for you. Um, and I have a lot of episodes about that in the last couple of years you can look back and listen to. So in this episode, basically, I've discussed with you the low hanging fruit, kind of the big picture, um, biggest bang for your buck things that you can focus on going into this year. Um, I talked about shifting types of foods away from processed foods to whole foods, um, to eating um, volume wise, dialing back on the volume of what you're eating, really really considering your hunger signals and and looking for where you don't need as much as you thought you needed. Um, I've talked about looking at why you're eating at each occasion. Um, just asking yourself that question every time you go to eat. Why am I eating? Am I really hungry? Um, I've talked about spreading out your eating occasions, um, snacking less. I've talked about sleep and the priori- prioritizing sleep. And I've talked about adding in exercise and why you're adding it in. So those are the low hanging fruit. Those are the big bang for your buck things that um, I wanted to be sure we talk about as we go into a new year. Uh, there's a lot of other things you'll hear about. There's a lot of things that you might find beneficial. Um, and some of them, you know, it may be that um, they can be beneficial. But if if they're not one of these big bang for your bucks things, if you're if you're not focusing on one of these things I mentioned today, and instead you're focusing on some smaller kind of hack um, that doesn't 
push you towards one of these bigger low-hanging fruit, you may be focusing your energy on something that's not going to bring you as much benefit. So if you find yourself frustrated, if you end up, you know, needing to look, go back to the drawing board, look at these low-hanging fruit and see where you need to make changes to move you towards um, addressing those in your life. Um, not to say that small things and tweaks and different different other things you might be trying won't help you in these areas because they may. Um, there's all sorts of things out there um, that people are trying. And if those things are helping you in these areas, then they're probably going to help you um, make, you know, see success. Um, but if you're ignoring these low-hanging fruit, if you're not addressing these things in any way, then this is where you want to shift your focus. Um, if you have extra weight you're looking to get off, if you're looking at making improvements in your overall health, um, considering these on your list of things that you're changing this year will be a great benefit. So I hope that this has been helpful. Um, this is how I look at what I'm prioritizing this year and um, I hope that it can help you too. This information is for educational and informational purposes only and solely as a self-help tool for your own use. I am not providing medical, psychological, or nutrition therapy advice. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat any health problems or illnesses without consulting your own medical practitioner. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific health situation. For my full disclaimer, please go to www.joyfulweightloss.com forward slash disclaimer. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this, I'm going to ask you to do a couple of things. First, please leave a review for me. This is how people find the podcast. Secondly, y'all sharing is caring. You can actually easily share this episode or a podcast entirely with a friend. Just text it to them. Lastly, if you're looking for more encouragement and direction from me, go sign up for my free newsletter. It's called The Extra Helping. You can go to www.joyfulweightloss.com. That's joyful spelled with two L's. And then when you're there, click on The Extra Helping to sign up. That's all for now, y'all. Don't forget to be sure you're subscribed and tune in again next week for more.